Hello, everybody. And if, I am sorry, I have a couple of dogs that are deciding they want to fight. So hold on a second. My goodness. Welcome to Fire Friday. Hope everybody's doing well tonight on this rainy evening. Um, I've got some special people on here tonight and I'm excited about. Um, first, I just want to um, to introduce a new member to the Pathfinders team. She is going to be interning with us and helping uh, with some stuff. And I'm so happy to have Miss Jade on here. Say hey, Hi. Jade. It's nice to meet you guys. She is going to be helping us um, run this thing on the back end and doing a lot of other stuff in preparation to hopefully one day um, go into her own ministry. So you guys welcome her. I'm excited to have her on here. Um, and then, of course, I have Miss Yelena. She is Yay. going helping this evening she's uh, a powerful woman of god a a prayer warrior and um she's going to be speaking into our lives as well um all right so i am going to um do this hold on let me get to where i want if my dogs don't stop i'm going to to hurt them. Um, so let me look here. All right. So I'm trying to see Jade. Um, I'm going to let you, I can't get it. I have no service where I am. Um, not really sure. Um, all right. So we are going to get started here. I want to make a couple of announcements real quick. Let's see, trying to get to where I can just show me and Yelena. I do apologize for a second. All right. All right. So let me just do this real quick. All right. So we are here tonight for Fire Friday, part two of our series on prayer. I'm super excited um, about talking about prayer. It's something we definitely need more of in our lives. It's, you know, we need to talk more about God. We need to talk to God. Um, and it's just something I think that we've been scared to do or just don't know how to do it. So we say, you know, make all the excuses. We don't know how to pray. So therefore we don't because you think you have to be some kind of theologian, some kind of smart person, you know, or some super soldier Christian in order to pray. And that's just not the case. It is just a conversation that you would have with anybody, with a father, with a friend, with a mother, with a coworker. It's a conversation with God and it brings us closer to him and it helps us know his will. Uh, you know, last week we talked about how prayer helps us uh, when we are in trouble. Like, you know, the temptations that we face each and every day, sin is all around us. Temptation is all around us. And we wonder, you know, how do we not fall into temptation? Well, prayer is a good way. If we are in constant prayer, um, like the Bible says, if we are praying continuously, then it is easier to say no to those things that tempt us. It's easier to walk away from situations that we have no business being in because we have that 
that connection with God and we have that, that, that anointed, um, you know, that anointing on us and that covering on us because we have spent time uh, at the throne room, in the throne room. So this week we're going to be talking about a type of prayer um, that a lot of people do not know about. They've either, either never heard of it or they have, they don't know what it is or, you know, it, it might be even something they've heard of. It has been kind of a scary thing. And I uh, apologize again. Um, and it's called intercessory prayer. We are going to be talking about what it means to be intercessors um, and what intercessory prayer actually is. And so I've got Miss Yelena on here tonight, and we are going to kind of just do this tag team thing like me and Miss Ruby did a few weeks ago, which was great, by the way. And we've got a lot to cover, and I do want to make an announcement before we get started. If you haven't heard, we are having a prayer walk tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. If you are in the Pinson area, or if not, you want to drive, that's fine, too. We are going to meet at eight o'clock in the morning at the park for a prayer walk. And what a prayer walk is, is intercessory prayer. It is praying over our city, praying over the neighborhoods, praying over the people that are in charge of our, um, our city, our, our state, our, our city officials, our mayor, our city council, the businesses, because we need to pray over those things, especially if we live in that community, we should be praying for that community, praying for the schools and praying for the people around us, especially those people who don't know how to pray, who don't go to church, who, who may not even understand that they can pray to God. They need they need something. And, and we are supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so that is what we're going to be tomorrow is the feet of Jesus. And we're going to pray um, around our city. Um I do apologize again. Dogs are everywhere. It's kind of crazy in here. Kids and dogs. It's like a zoo at my house most of the time. Um, um, all right. So we're going to just go ahead and get started here. Um, talking about prayer. And what intercessory prayer is. Remember last week I talked, I said that prayer was an opportunity to spend time with God. And that's all prayer is. It's an opportunity to spend time with the Father, to spend time with God, to talk with Him, to have a relationship with Him. And so that is why it is an important thing, of, a part of our Christian life and our Christian walk is because we need to pray. We need to talk. You know, I mentioned last week, if we came home to a marriage then and we, we didn't, talk to our husbands we didn't talk to our spouses we wouldn't be married very long that relationship would not grow it would not be there it would not be strong and that's the same thing it, it, that happens in our in our christian walk is we feel disconnected with god we feel like we don't know the plans for his our, our life we feel like we don't know which way to go and we don't know you know who we're supposed to minister to or even how to do to minister. And sometimes we say, we just don't feel anything. And it's because our prayer life has suffered because we're not in relationship with God. We haven't been speaking with him. We haven't been, you know, just hanging out with God. We've been, you know, just wanting him to fulfill us and to bless us and to love us. But we don't want to 
take the time and actually speak with him and talk with him and love on him. So prayer is, is, is an opportunity to spend time with God. And I said, you know, again, last week I said, you know, it, it becomes an easier thing. Like sometimes prayer seems like a chore. We may have to wake up earlier. I, I mean, no, not a lot of people want to do that. I know I don't, you may have to go to bed later or you may have to skip your favorite TV show or, or something to make time. And sometimes it does seem like a chore to, to find time to pray. But once you begin to pray, it becomes easier. You become, um, a, 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 kind of hate to say the word addicted, but you, you become so in love with the father that you yearn for it. You want more of it. You, you desire to be in the presence of God and prayer. That is what it does. It, 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 it puts you in the presence of God. It puts you in the throne room of the father and in, you begin to yearn for it and long for it. And it no longer becomes a chore, but something that, that can bless you and bless your family and put you um, within the will of God. And you will know the heart of the father, but prayer does that. It changes the atmosphere of your home. It changes the atmosphere of the of your life and how you live. So we understand that prayer does something for us and our relationship with God. But prayer also is so much more than that. And so we are going to talk about intercessory prayer tonight and what that means. Um, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, it says, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. So we, we find that word intercession in the Bible. <clears throat> it's not something that radical Christians have made up. It's not something that we're, you know, just trying to get people to do because we think it's a cool idea. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is in the Bible. It is a biblical term. Intercession. Intercession literally means, uh, or an intercessor actually literally means a person who intervenes on behalf of another especially by prayer. And so an intercessor, think about it this way, a lawyer, you have an attorney, you have a, 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 a lawyer that defends people. So say that, you know, you are for some reason in court and you need a, a an attorney, they intercede for you on your behalf. They're the ones that speak for you, that, that speak to the judge for you. And so God has called us to be those people, those intercessory um, people, those intercessors to stand in between. You know, I, you probably heard that saying, I know growing up in the church, I've heard that saying, you know, standing in the gap for somebody. And that's what you're doing. You're standing in between the person and in God or the person and the accuser, you're standing in between somebody and praying for them and helping them and praying for them. So that is what an intercessor is. And we've all been called to be an intercessor. We seem to, to, to love to pray for ourselves. You know, uh, it, it, our prayers usually constitute of, you know, God, please bless us. Please heal my kids, you know, bless my finances. And bless my my relationships. Bless, bless me, 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 me. Now, intercessory prayer is different. It's talking about blessing other people, praying for other people. And I know it's hard sometimes, especially when the person that you might, God lays on your heart to pray for, might actually need the exact same thing that you need. So it's so hard sometimes to pray 
for someone else's miracle when you need that exact miracle or if you just need healing and you're praying for somebody else's healing um i know it's it's very difficult but god has called us to be those intercessors to pray for other people because there are some people who just they can't do it themselves or they just don't know how to do that themselves and um i'm going to bring on miss yellen <clears throat> excuse me miss yelling do you have anything that you would like to say in, in in regards to that yeah i think you already made a bunch of good points when you were talking about standing in the gap i actually looked at scripture up today in ezekiel um it's for chapter 22 verse 30 where it talks about standing in the gap and building that wall and you know god is looking for somebody that was standing in the gap on behalf of the land because that is what's needed so many times these days. Like you said, people just don't know how to pray for themselves. Sometimes people are simply overwhelmed. They just, you know, the, there's so much stress. There's so many attacks. Sometimes it's happening from all sides and you're just beaten down and you need somebody else to just intervene on your behalf for you. And yeah. I think you're absolutely right that people, either they, maybe they don't know really how to pray or, you know, I've seen so many people, they, they think that if you have like long drawn out prayers, because Jesus says, you know, don't use all these words and don't, don't do that, that they think that's wrong. But when you really intercede for somebody, you push through, you pray until something shifts, until something happens. And like you said, you know, you need to get up earlier. You need to stay up later. You need to skip a TV show. So there's a lot of things that for us is a priority when really the prayer should be the priority, but we're just not there at this point or a lot of people yeah. are not there. Exactly. Um, and, and, and you're exactly right. I mean, we have got to have, you know, people that, that intervene with us. And I know Jade's probably like, oh no, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't want to be on camera, but um, there's so many people that, that, they do. They need somebody to intervene for them. Yes. You know, they, they need, they need that extra help. You know, the Bible says where two or three are gathered, you know, exactly. I mean, even in that it's, it's because there is power in unity. There is power in someone believing for someone else. Um, I, there's so many scriptures that are filled with other people helping each other. Absolutely. And for each other and being there for each other. But yet here we have a society that says, look out for me. You know, it's number mm -hmm. one and it's, it's all about what I want and I want to get my miracles and I want to get my blessings. And as long as I'm good, then it's fine. You know, we should be happy. But there was a time where like, you know, if, if your brother and sister in Christ or your next door neighbor, if they were hurting, you hurt, you know, the, yeah. the, they say it takes a village to raise children it takes a village to, to, you know, to, to run your crazy family. It, it does. You know, I, I rely on people helping, you know, there's been times where I've had to rush out for a family emergency. My husband's had to come with me. And I didn't want to take the kids. And what happens is you have friends who come over and watch your kids work because there is power in that unity. There's power in those relationships. And so intercessory prayer is, is about that. It's about 
having that unity and relationship. And sometimes it's even with people you don't even know. I mean, God has called us to be intercessors and pray on behalf of, of the nations of everybody. In fact, you know, at my church, we have every week, we have three things that we pray for. You know, we put up a, a, a country, we put up a, 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 a church in our community, and we put up a business in our community and we encourage people to pray over those things. I've never been to, you know, Scott's auto tire or wherever, you know, but <laughs> we pray for that. And, and it's because we believe in the power of prayer over our community. We want to see our community, you know, grow and, and be and, and be flourished. And we want to see our neighbors, you know, have a good life. We want we want to see them, their kids healthy. We want to see them health, healthy. And so we pray for those people instead of just taking the time just to pray for us and what we want all the time. You well, know, God Jesus told us. Jesus told us to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. And then all the other things that we need that we worry about will be added to us. So really, when you start to intercede on somebody else's behalf, to me, intercession, intercessory prayer is an act of love. It's yeah. a, it's an act of service and it requires sacrifice because I have to put myself on the back burner. I don't have to focus on myself for a minute, but I'm, you know, going to the Lord for somebody else's needs. Like you said earlier, maybe I'm asking for the exact same miracle, but right now I'm sacrificing that time, whether it is getting up early, whether it is not to, um, you know, watch a TV show, or maybe I'm spending my lunch break praying, praying for somebody. So it's a sacrifice on my side, but it is an act of service and an act of love for yeah. my brothers and sisters. Amen. And we need that right now more than ever. I th you yes, know, yes. The, the world is trying to divide us. The world is trying to create a division among people. I mean, you know, we've seen it with quarantine, with everything else. Yes, you know, yes. we were, we were, that's what we were, we were quarantined. We were trying to keep each other, you know, everybody away from each other. And so we need that unity more than ever right now. There are so many people that are scared to death. I know too many Christians, you know, people who, who call themselves women and men of, of, of God who are living in total fear right now because yeah. of what's happening. And so, yeah, we need to have those those people stand up and, and, and stand in between, be in the gap for those people because... They're terrified. Their anxiety level is through the roof. And so there needs to be people praying for them because at this particular moment, they don't know what to pray or how to pray or, or they're too scared to pray because they don't understand what's happening or they, they're, they're too scared to know what's going to happen. And they're living in that fear and anxiety. So it is time for us as the body of Christ to begin to pray for other people. You know, in fact, it says that we are all one body, right? The Bible right. says that we are one body with Christ. That each and every one of us has a has has is a function and we are the body. And so when one person, when one falls off, when when you break an arm, the whole body suffers because your arm is broken. I know my daughter had a broken arm a couple of years ago and everything she did had to be changed the, you know, the way she did things. She couldn't open a bottle any longer. She had to figure out a way to do certain things because she didn't have use of her arm. And 
if we are like that in the body of Christ, if we lose an arm because somebody is in fear or somebody is sick, why are we not trying to pick up the slack and help them out? Right. right. We are the body. And if somebody else is hurting, then we need to hurt or we, we can't function properly as long as that person is hurting or that person is in fear or that person is sick or that person is dealing with some depression or that person is dealing with anxiety because we all know Christians can still deal with depression and anxiety because the enemy is no respecter of persons either. He's going to attack everyone. We are, we are not, you know, safe from the attacks of Satan. I mean, yes, we have the power and authority over him, but he's still trying to attack us. And sometimes we okay. let those, those attacks slip through. So we, as the body of Christ, we need to be lifting each other up. We need to be praying for each other. We need to be standing in the gap for one another because we can't lose each other. We can't be divided amongst each other. We cannot afford to let someone else drop off because we're worried about me, 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 me. Right. And, you know, Jesus is making intercession for us all the time. If we're supposed to be like Jesus, then why are we not doing that for our brothers and sisters? Exactly. We're supposed That's to do exactly what he does. He is the role model. So yes. if he makes intercession for us before the father, then we need to be making intercession for other people. And exactly. even like you, you said it with the battles. Remember in, in Exodus when they were fighting, I think it was the Amalekites and Joshua was actually leading the battle, but Moses had his arms raised the entire time. He was making intercession for them. And as long as his arms were up, they were winning. When his arms went down, they started to lose. And he, at some point, he got so tired that they actually put a stone under him so he can sit down, take a break. And then they lifted up his arms. So even the intercessor in this situation needed intercessors to help him. So yes, we are the body of Christ. We are supposed to support each other because it is too much for one person to handle. It is. And it is. we may have already seen a victory in our lives. So I have the faith to believe for that. You know, I had a pastor one time say, if you've ever seen God do a financial miracle, don't you ever dare doubt him again in that area. Now you may have never seen a healing. So your faith may not be on the same level, but somebody who has seen a healing or a miracle like that, they will have the faith in that area. So if I don't have the faith to believe God for what I need, you may have that because you already have that testimony. You already have seen that and you know that God can do it and he'll do it again because he's not a respect of persons. Amen. Um, Miss Donna Sanders said, I wouldn't have been in big trouble the last nine days if it hadn't have been for those of you standing in the gap for me. I mean, that is so true. You know, we, we, we see those people that are, that are walking miracles or walking testimonies mm -hmm. of people praying for them. I know I, you know, went through so much a few years ago and I didn't know which way was up, which way was down or which way I was going. And I wasn't praying. In fact, I was just mad at God and I, you know, didn't want any part of him. And I was trying to run from him as hard as I could, but I had people, my husband, my friends, my people at my church, you know, that, that were praying for me on a daily basis. And it helped bring me out of that darkness. It helped me find that strength that I needed because I had people who still believed in me. I had people who right. still wanted to pray for me. So it, it, it does work. Praying for other people works. I mean, and it might not take 
it might not happen instantly, especially like if you're praying for a lost loved one. And I know there's several people I know who are, have been praying for a spouse or a child. And, you know, it's 15, 20, 25 years and you're still praying and you're wondering why isn't God answering prayers? But, you know, we still have to remain faithful. Just continue mm-hmm. because it, the, your prayers are being heard. But there is a war going on as well. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, people's hearts are just hardened and they, they you know, you have to break through those barriers. But you can't stop. You cannot give up because and maybe start praying for somebody else's spouse. And see, that's another thing. Like if I've known so many people who have stopped, not stopped praying for somebody, but started praying for somebody else Mm -hmm. just as hard as they were praying for their spouse and somebody else's spouse has gotten saved. And then all of a sudden your spouse has gotten saved because there is power in and loving your brothers and sisters and being united with each other and, and, and becoming that intercessor. Um, you know, we, we, been talking about it and, you know, I, I wanted to show some examples of it. And one of those examples, there's two that I want to talk about tonight that have come to mind. And one of them is found in Genesis chapter 18. And I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but you can read the story here. It's in Genesis chapter 18 And it's verse 16 when the Lord comes to Abraham and says that he is going to um, he's going to demolish Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah is a city that um, is full of sin. You know, we we call Sin City, you know, uh, Las Vegas Sin City, but. In reality, Sodom and Gomorrah was Sin City. There was a lot of stuff going on that was very unbiblical. And God told Moses that he was going to destroy the city by the cities by fire. And Moses pleaded with God. He went to God and he was like, look, if I can find 50 people, can you please save the city? And so this is what I'm talking about. When you're interceding for other people, God listens. You know, sometimes we think, well, God's all knowing and God wants to uh, or God knows everything. And he's already got see my dog. Say, hey, Bella. Apparently she's going to preach with me tonight. But um, he, he, you know, he said you know, we wonder why we should pray for other people. If God has already set in motion and is already the creator of the world, he knows everything's going to happen. But his heart is moved by our prayers. And so Abraham was asking, you know, God said, you know, please, please save the city if I can find 50 people. And God was like, you know what? If you find 50 people, I will save the city. And unfortunately, he couldn't find 50 people in the whole entire, both cities, the you know, that 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 were worshiping him, that loved God, that were, um, you see, she brings me her bowl. She's hungry, apparently. I'll get you food in just a little bit. My gosh, these dogs. Um, and so he, he even goes down. He's like, you know, 40, 30, 20. And God said, every time, yes, I will save the city if you can find these people. And unfortunately, he still couldn't find anybody. And so finally, he's like, God, one more time, I'm begging you. I'm pleading for you to save the city and everybody in it. If you can just find 10 people. If, you know, if, if there's 10 people that love you, that worship you, and God said, because you have prayed and you have petitioned and you have, you have stood in the middle of them, if you can find 10 people, I will save the city. And unfortunately, again, there was not, there wasn't not, 
even 10 people in those cities that, that worship God. So he asked, you know, can I please just save my family? And Lot and his wife and his daughters and son-in-laws, they were saved, but it didn't equal 10 people. You know, and it makes me think, what if Lot could have found two more people? You know, or, or you know, because, you know, he had a couple of daughters. They were them. You know, they were some of them were married. So what if there was only eight people and, and we could have found two more people to follow Christ? But the point is, God listens to our prayers. He listens to the petitions of of what we're, you know, for other people. And we're, we're praying for these people. God hears it. We can move the heart of God and he can intervene in situations. Those people in Sodom and Gomorrah didn't know they needed to be praying, but Abraham knew that they needed, they needed help. And so he stood in the gap for them and prayed for them. And God was moved by that. And another one, one of my favorite stories in the, one of the, in the entire Bible is found in Luke chapter five. And it's about the, a guy who was sick and you have some friends who literally pushed through a crowd and cut a hole in the roof of a house because there's no room to get to Jesus because they wanted their friends saved. That is an intercessory prayer right there. I mean, that is, that is friends taking upon themselves to say my, my person, my friend, my family member cannot make their way to Jesus, cannot do what he needs to be done to be healed. So we are going to intercede and we're going to take it into our own hands and we're going to bring him to Jesus. See, that is what God is asking us to do is cut holes and roofs for people. It's time for us as the body of Christ to take up our, our, our knives and, and, and our saws and start cutting open roofs for people to get what they need from Jesus. This is the hour that we need this to happen. Amen. This is the hour that this has to happen because our people are dying by the wayside. We are, the enemy is attacking and, and, and we, um, we are losing people. We are losing families and friends. There's a sickness going around right now, a virus that is very real. We know people that have had it. And, and guess what? Some of them are on ventilators right now. They can't pray for their own healing. They need us. People need us to be praying for them. Our government needs us to be praying yes. for it because they're making all kinds of crazy decisions right now. Nobody knows what's <laughs> up and what's down. Nobody knows anything. I mean, and the media has lied to us so much. We don't even know what the truth is any longer. We have no clue what is happening right now. We hear this right. thing, we hear this thing. We believe this. Oh, but they make good points. Oh, but they make good points. Well, well, they don't, they're contradicting each other. We need to be praying for not that I would just have discernment, me, 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 but that they would have discernment, that they would know what's the truth and they would begin to speak the truth and that 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 they could, could find um, biblical ways to handle the situation that they could they could make wise decisions we gotta pray for our government we gotta pray for our presidents we gotta pray for our our mayors and our governors because guess what i mean i wouldn't want to be a, a politician right now there's no way i would want to be governor k ivy in alabama right now 
She's got too much pressure on her trying to make the right decisions. Do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? You know, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in the position that they're in right now. In fact, I don't even know if I want to be a pastor right now because they're <laughs> under some fire. They are under some, some things. But we have got to pray for one another. It is right. more crucial now than it ever has been. Amen. Amen. And I think what people need to start learning is, you know, sometimes you think about somebody that you hadn't talked to, you hadn't seen, you don't even know why they popped in your mind and we just dismiss it. But a lot of times God is putting a prayer burden on you for a specific reason, because he needs somebody who's willing to hear him to come and to start praying for these people. So we need to follow those burdens when we have them and we need to just keep on praying for that person. You know, if you're a spirit-filled believer, you can pray in, in, in tongues. You can pray in the Holy Ghost because you may not actually know what the problem is because you haven't talked to those people. But there's a reason why God put them on your heart. There's a reason why you can't shake that feeling, why you can't get them out of your head. It's because God needs somebody to intercede on their behalf. And I'm thankful for the people who over the years have interceded on my behalf. You know, I've yep. been through quite a lot with um, my ex-husband and my spiritual mom, I can't tell you how many hours she spent on her knees, on her face, praying for me and for my children, for our safety and for wisdom. And when I was too bogged down with stress and worry and I was not even able to hear God's direction, he would speak to her. He would give her the warning. He would give her the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge of, of how to proceed, what to do, the strategy, you know, everything, because she was faithful and she kept every day seeking God on my behalf. And it's not a two minute prayer. It's not a five minute prayer. It is hours sometimes. It is sleepless nights because you're on your face praying for somebody else. You take the time because she, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you have somebody on your heart, somebody on your mind, and you get up instead of rolling over and dismissing it and you seek the Lord on their behalf and you keep on pushing through. Charlotte, I think you knew about a situation a few weeks ago that you asked people to pray for it was a life or death situation, literally. And, you know, I grabbed my two daughters because we're two or three, you know, agree. So we prayed in unity. They didn't know what the situation was, but they didn't need to know what the situation was. So we just grabbed each other by the hand and we stood in the living room and we started praying. And obviously they're young. So, you know, they're used to, to shorter prayers at this point. Yeah. And so they wanted to kind of stop after a couple of minutes and I kept holding them there and we kept on praying. We kept on praying until I felt in the spirit, the shift. Yeah. And so when I felt the, the shift, I told them that, okay, we can, we can stop praying. So I explained that to my daughters and the older one, she, she knew what I was talking about. She didn't know how to put it in words, but when I explained it to her, she knew she felt it too. So um, I was trying to teach them, not only did I need them to agree with me in that situation, but I was trying to teach them how to intercede on somebody else's behalf, yeah. even if you have no idea what their situation is. And that you don't stop until you feel that, you know exactly when the peace comes, when the shift comes, when something breaks, you can feel it. But if you've never been exposed to it, if you've never had anybody help you with that, then you're going to say a two minute prayer and you're done because you just don't know any different. You just don't know. And that's where having a prayer life really comes in handy. Like you, you can feel that shift and you can feel that, that peace when you know that it's time. Okay. It's time. Does the situation, it's either, you know, it's done or, you know, you can feel that, but that comes with having a steady prayer life. 
You've got to be able to know the heart of God, Ms. Lily. You've got to be able to know um, when that time comes, when the Holy Spirit, you've got to be able to discern and listen and hear the Holy Spirit. And so that's what happens when you live in a prayer life. You can intercede on the behalf of other people effectively. Your prayers can be effective. Um, you know, we, we were talking about earlier that that Jesus is our great, um, um, he, he's our mentor. He is the, the, the example that we live by. And, you know, it even says in Romans 8, 34, that it's Christ Jesus who died for us. Even more than that, he was raised to life and he's at the right hand of God interceding for us. He is inter yes. interceding for us. So we have to take that and live by example because that's what Jesus did. He intercedes and he still intercedes for us. Even when we don't know what to say, even when we don't know what to do, he does. The Holy Spirit does. And he goes to the throne room of God and he he's there and he Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. And he's like, you know, he is he's our attorney. He's our lawyer. He is our our mediator. He intercedes for us. So if we are supposed to live by example and we are supposed to intercede for other people as Christ intercedes for us, that means that our prayers of intercession are always and only an extension of his work of intercession. We only can do this because he has done this. We only have the authority that was delegated to us by God to him. So we, we see that in, in, in chapter in Luke and Acts where it says that all authority given to Jesus, Jesus now gives us that authority. He gave the authority to the disciples to be able to heal, to be able to, to witness, to be able to preach the gospel, to be able to do the works that Jesus did. He even said, greater works will you do once I leave. He was telling the disciples that all the authority that God has given me, I now give to you. So through that and his example of intercession gives us the power to intercede for other people because we are working through him or excuse me, he is working through us and we're working with the power that, that, that Jesus has given us. So the extension of his work lives in us. That way we can intercede before um, the four people to God uh, on behalf of other people. Um, Yelena, is there anything else that you want to say before I say the, something else? Is there anything that you have? <laughs> Well, you know, today, one of the stories in the Bible kept popping in my head about Queen Esther. Because, yes, while she had the whole nation, the whole, you know, the entire Jewish population praying and fasting, if it wasn't for her interceding for her people, that those people would not have been saved. She was, you know, living a good life in the palace. They didn't know she was a Jewish woman. So she could have actually not cared about what was happening, but she put her life on the line interceding on behalf of her people and you know they got saved in the end yeah there was a lot of people praying but at first it was her it was her stepping out in faith making that decision and making those sacrifices praying and fasting and going to the king on behalf of her people yes. so it's you know it's a bold move but that's what we need in these times right now it is 
like you said earlier with the news, everything that's happening, the politicians, it is so insane. And it makes me wonder about our children, what they're exposed to every day that we don't even know about. Yeah. And how things are going to progress. So it is not just on us to intercede for our friends and our family members and our neighbors and our coworkers, but no, we need to be interceding on behalf of our communities, our schools, our nation, um, and the other nation, other nations. You know, we keep talking about how bad it's starting to get here in America, but other nations, the, the persecution of Christians, it's so much further ahead than here. And we need to be in prayer for those people there. Because it, I mean, I can't imagine going through what they're going through. And still they're faithful to the Lord. So we need to join our faith with their faith. And we need to start interceding for those people. Amen. And and even even more than that, there are people that we need to be interceding for that obviously we do not even want to think about. We don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's happening. our enemies, you know, we, yep. we, we, we want to curse our enemies. You know, the Bible says, you know, bless those who curse you. Um, and, and so we, we don't like to do that. We, we want to see our enemies fail. We want to see that coworker get fired that we can't stand that keeps doing their job wrong. Or, you know, it's, it's the human nature selfish part of us. But in Matthew five forty four, it says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. The Bible is very clear that we are supposed to pray for the people that persecute us. And hello, where are we living right now? We are being persecuted left and right for whatever decisions. You want the vaccine? You don't want the vaccine. You want to wear a mask? You don't want to wear a mask. You know, I mean, everybody's persecuting everybody for whatever decision that they make. You know, we, 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 if you, you close your church, you don't close your church. You, you don't leave your house. You do leave your house. And so we can't agree on anything. We're fighting with each other amongst each other. I mean, we just got through with, with all that, even with the election, you know, whether you're not who you voted for and we can't be friends with each other. We're, we're constantly in division. So instead of, of praying for each other and lifting each other up, we are dividing ourselves and we are fighting amongst each other and we're wishing the worst amongst each other. But the Bible says, I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So not only are we supposed to stand in the gap for the people in our families and our churches and our communities and the people that we love and we like, and, you know, it's easy to pray for people. I don't know. It's easy for me to pray for the person down the street who I've never met or even seen before, but I refuse to pray for the person who sits right next to me at work in the next cubicle because they made me mad one day. But God specifically says we have to pray for those who persecute you. Pray and love your enemies. And you don't understand what that'll do for you when you start praying for people that you probably don't care for, that you don't like. You know, you can be a blessing to those people and therefore you become blessed. And (laughs) my husband's going in here to get something. He's trying to be all stealthy and, and like a spy and he's all like creeping in here. It's kind of scary and weird. It's all right. We've already had dogs and children in here too, okay. but, but you know, it, we, we do, we have to pray for everybody. We can't pick and choose 
who we want to pray for. We can't pick and choose what situation we want to pray for. One might be too uncomfortable for us or that, you know, no, God says pray and intercede for one another. And that's exactly what we need to do. Um, In Colossians 4, chapter 4, verses 3 through 4, even Paul says, hey, you know, he believed in the power of intercession. He said, you know, and, and pray for us too. He said that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. I mean, he was telling people, hey, I need you to pray. I need you to pray because I'm about to go do this. He believed in the power of intercessory prayer. You know, he didn't say, no, I got this. I'm Paul. I'm going to go pray to the father and I've got this. No, he was asking people to pray on his behalf because he knew he needed more than just his own prayers. He relied on the, the body of Christ to pray. You know, we see that in, in, in Peter uh, in Acts chapter 12, and, and I do not have this on the screen, but it just came to my mind that Acts chapter 12 was when Peter and John were in jail and they had a whole house of people praying for Peter to be released. And what happens? Peter's released because their prayers worked. And so he gets to the house where those people are praying for him. He knocks on the door and they don't recognize him. They don't believe that their prayers worked. And I always found that story kind of funny because here we are with a group of of people of praying warriors, praying that Peter is released from jail. Their prayers are answered. He shows up at their house and says, hey, I'm here. Thank you for praying. They worked. And they don't even recognize him. They laugh and they shut the door because they have totally missed the the miracle that has happened before their eyes. And, you know, that's a whole nother sermon for a whole nother time. But (laughs) prayer works. They prayed for Peter to be released from prison and Peter was released from prison. Because intercessory prayer works. It's time for us as, as the, as believers to, to stop just praying for the me, me, me's. Stop praying Yahweh for your way. It, it doesn't work. We have to start praying on behalf of other people. There's so many people out there that need you that, that are depending on you and they don't even know they're depending on you. There's people, new Christians who don't know how to pray yet, who don't know what it means to touch the throne room of God. They need you in their lives to intercede for them, to teach them, to mentor them, to pray for them, to talk to God when they are going through struggles that they don't know how to handle. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yelena. Yeah, I think it's time that that we start teaching the next generation how to pray. Because let's be honest, if it wasn't for some of the uh, praying grandmothers or praying mothers, how many of us would not be here today? How many of us would still be running from the Lord? So they were making intercession. You know, there were times in the church where you couldn't get to the altar because all the, the mothers and the grandmothers were laying in the altar just on their faces praying for their children, for their grandchildren. And now we don't do that. 
Yeah. We don't do it the way we need to. And we're not yeah. teaching the next generation. So how much longer can we go before it disappears completely? Because we're not spending the time. We're not willing to make that sacrifice. We want to get out of church. We want to go and get something to eat real quick before we have to wait for a table for an hour. Yeah. And we're not taking the time to teach our children. We're not, even if, if they're not actively involved with it, they're not seeing us on our faces like that. They don't see us crying out to Jesus for other people. Like you said, for our enemies, they see us possibly even cursing our enemies, but they don't see us going, getting on our knees and crying out to to God to save them, to intervene, to, to bless them even because it's hard. But if they don't see it from us, how are they supposed to know? And, you know, if we're some of the last ones doing it, what's going to happen? Yeah, you're right. I mean, if we're, if, this generation that's coming after us doesn't know how to pray, then this whole nation is it's getting world, darker and darker. Yeah. Yes. So we can do, and that's, you know, that was the importance of me saying that this event tomorrow is for families because my children yes. will be there. They will be walking with me. My husband will be walking with me. We will be praying together because I wanted this to be a family thing. I wanted my children to say, I know this is a little weird. People are kind of looking at us. It's it's different. But <laughs> they see that we are praying over our city, that we don't just sit there and pray when they have a headache or when they have a cough, or we yes. don't just pray over our food or pray before we go to bed, that we are praying for people that, yeah, we don't know. And that's okay because they need somebody praying for them. Exactly. And so that is the importance of bringing your your kids. So so ladies, if you're on here, guys, I know some guys watch too. You know, if you're on here, join us tomorrow. Bring your whole family. This is a family affair. We are going to be praying together. And there's it, it, there's something about being a, a house of prayer. You know, it, 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 there's something about a household praying together. There's strength in that in that unity. Um, so yeah, bring your, your family, you know, I, I was making fun. I was like, even bring your dogs if you want to, it's okay. You know, <laughs> it's a family affair. Just bring the whole gang and, and walk the streets of Pinson and pray. And, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing is, is it's not going to stop in Pinson. We're not just doing this tomorrow. And then that's it. You know, no, we're, we'll, we'll go to Odinville. We're going to go to Jasper. We're going to go to Clay. We're going to go to Fultondale. We're going to go to, this is going to be a regular thing because Pinson is not the only place where you guys live. You know, I mean, I live here, but you guys do not, you know, half of you don't live in Pinson. And so we are going to take this on the road because more people need to see the community or, or the church walking the streets and praying and being a witness and being the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. Um, we need it, like I said, more than we've ever needed it before. Hope has got to arise. We've got to bring hope to people again. Fear has tormented us for too long. And now mm-hmm. it's time to, 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 to spread hope instead of fear. Um, and prayer for other people will do that. You know, I'm believing mm-hmm. tomorrow that we're going to pray over a parking spot and the next person who pulls up into the Winn-Dixie and parks there is going to feel a release <laughs> of something. I am that crazy to believe, you know, if a lady can touch the hem of Jesus's garment, yes. if they can tear a cloth off of Paul and give it to the sick and they're healed. If Jesus can say, you know, with one word, you know, by your faith, you know, your daughter, your, your son's healed. 
you know, I, I believe in that through the power and authority that Jesus has given us that we can pray over a park bench and whoever sits there, you know, feels all warm and tingly and all of a sudden begins to yield. <laughs> You know, whatever is ailing their body becomes healed because someone with the anointing and authority of Jesus Christ prayed over that yes. park bench. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, the last thing I want to say here, because we are hitting that hour mark, it's crazy how fast this goes by. But um, last week I challenged each of you to pick one woman, one woman that you will pray for specifically, you know, that doesn't mean you can't pray for Yelena when she needs prayer or, you know, Donna when she needs prayer, but you need to have one woman. I challenged you with one woman to pick for this month to really, really pray for, to get down on your knees and just intercede for and, you know, write down prayers in a notebook. Um, you know, I mentioned I do have war binders for $5 for sale if, if you would like a war binder to write down prayers for that specific person, to write, you know, things that are happening in their life that you've heard about or praise reports in their life, but to concentrate on one woman and just spend some time alone with God praying for that person. And the next month, pick another lady. I promise you, things will change. You will see a difference in your life and you will see a difference in their life. Um, yes. You don't have to tell anybody who you're praying for. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to put it on Facebook. I don't even tell this person that you're praying for them. But just pick somebody, whether it's a coworker or the girl who checked you out at you know Publix the other day. Um, it, it doesn't matter, but just pick somebody and pray with intention. Um, so, you know, it's a challenge and I hope that you guys, um, take up that challenge because I believe in intercessory prayer. I believe in praying for other people. And like I said, this is, this is something that we all need. Each and every one of us need this. We need to stop being about me and start thinking about other people. Um, Miss Yelena, do you have anything to say before anything left? Before we, I think you timed this perfectly. I don't know if you planned it like this that tonight was intercessory prayer, and tomorrow you're doing exactly that. You're not just talking about it, you are actually putting action to it and inviting the community to join you in intercessory prayer. So, I think that was perfect timing. God just lined it up perfectly the way Amen. He always does. He does. I'm excited uh, about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, I am too. You know, I'm one of those people, like I said, that's crazy enough to believe that. <laughs> that People are going to get healed and saved tomorrow and don't even know why, <laughs> you know, like it's because your shadow is going to pass by them. Yeah. They're, they're going to, we're going to be walking neighborhoods tomorrow and somebody's just going to start speaking in tongues or start, you know, just whatever. And they just don't even know what's going on. They're like, what, you know, I was just watching TV, you know, but I just believe there's power in prayer and where two or three are gathered, he's going to exactly. be there. And I believe that's going to happen tomorrow. So if you can come out tomorrow, again, we are going to meet at 8 a.m. at Bicentennial Park in Pinson. The uh, prayer walk will last, you know, probably 30, 30 minutes or so. Um, and then we're going to come back to the park and we're going to just have some family fun. We're going to grill out and play games and there's a splash pad. So if you've got kids, bring swimsuits and towels. 
and we're just gonna you know fellowship and you get together and have fun but talk about you know what we experienced on the prayer walk um so i'm really excited about it and i cannot wait to um to do this so you guys just be praying about it you know tonight and get ready get some good walking shoes tomorrow um that's that's make the devil nervous let's make hell scared amen, amen. let's begin to pray well guys i thank you so much miss yelena i thank you for coming on and, and speaking um you, you thank you, you for are the invitation yes i mean i know that you're a prayer warrior and a half of you know me. If there's something I need <laughs> prayer about, I, I'm texting you. I'm texting Miss Ruby. You know, they're they're yeah, not the people same. in my life, but I know when they're gonna pray, they're gonna pray. Yes. Um, I think Miss Jade. This was her first Friday. I kind of forgot at one point that she was there, and I clicked some buttons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I apologize for for clicking a button every now and then. My bad. I just you know I'm so used to doing it. So it is what it is. But I thank you for being a part of this ministry. I thank each and every lady that comes on here that's a part of this. You guys rock and we love you. And I will say good night and I will see you ladies tomorrow. Thank you guys. Good night. Good night.